and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode. In this episode, episode 15, we are talking about tips for dining out on your weight loss journey and how pretty much to not freak out while out for dinner or thinking you're going to ruin your progress. Obviously, that's such a huge thing that people worry about. So I'm here to ease the stress of it all and show you some practical tips to help you with this. But first, I not much has happened this week, to be honest. I've gone out surfing as usual, practicing surfing, I should say. Actually, surfing is another story, but I'm still trying to get on the board and stand up a few more times. I did last week, which was great, but still practicing that. Went out for dinner, went to Mexican in Geelong. I do have a food recommendation because we had this on the weekend for Friday night dinner. We had homemade pizzas. Now, my favorite pizza base to use is the Woolworths High Protein Pizza Bases. So they are 270 calories for the entire base. Now, if you've ever looked into purchasing a pizza base, you will know it is hard to find a lower calorie pizza base. And this is the lowest calorie I could find unless you use like a wrap or something like that. But if you're wanting like an actual pizza base, the Woolworths High Protein Pizza Bases are awesome for that. So that is my recommendation for today with toppings. So if you have a 270 calorie pizza base and you add in maybe 100 grams of prawns, 30 grams of cheese, some vegetables, you're looking at roughly a 500 calorie pizza for a whole pizza as well, which is pretty awesome and pretty um, low calorie compared to whatever else you can make from purchasing ingredients from the supermarket or even just purchasing a pizza. Obviously, it's going to be way more higher if you purchase your own pizza. But yeah, so that's just a really good way to have a fun meal from home. I prefer like these type of fun meals on the weekends because during the week I eat pretty basic and then on the weekends I like to dabble in some more fun foods like homemade pizzas, homemade burgers, sorry, tacos, that sort of thing. And that's what I do with my clients too is... Try to keep those fun sort of meals for the weekend so they don't feel like they are, you know, on the grind of weight loss and consuming, you know, the usual meals on the weekends too, but have these fun foods put into it. So it's still within their calories, still enough protein, still enough veg and whatnot, but at the same time, they are still able to see their weight loss goals and just have some more fun in their diet, which is so important for sustainability because it's hard (laughs) to lose weight I mean like the the practicality of losing weight is easy and it's an easy concept to understand however to actually put it into practice can be really hard Um, and I find that having more fun foods just makes it a little bit more realistic and sustainable long term all right so that's my recommendation for this week now when it comes to dining out in your weight loss journey It can cause a lot of stress (laughs) amongst people trying to lose weight. They have a really great week eating and then they they know on the weekend they've got meals out and dinners out and they start stressing out 
thinking that this one meal will ruin their progress. This is not the case and I'm here to tell you just how to navigate this so it can fit into your lifestyle. Remember, when we are trying to lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way, if you are one that goes out for meals frequently or goes out for dinners with friends, family, with your partner for date night, whatever it is, it's important to know how to fit this into your lifestyle for long-term results. Because if you are avoiding social situations because you're worried about ruining, ruining your progress, once you get to your goal, what are you going to do? Continue to avoid social situations because you can only avoid them for so long. So it's important to know how to fit these into your lifestyle for long-term success. Remember, your social health is just as important as your physical health or your weight loss. All this overall, your emotional, physical, social health, there's so much different aspects of health that come into play for an overall healthy, balanced life. And that includes going out for dinner. So don't just avoid different parts of your health, including your social health, because you want to achieve physical or progress or physical for your physical health, I'm trying to say. Now, it's really important to know that one meal out will not ruin your progress. So one meal is not going to ruin your progress. However, if you go one weekend doing whatever you want, drinking, eating, whatever, whatever you want, most likely that will stall progress. Okay, so there is a difference between going out for dinners here and there to having a whole weekend out where you're just living your best life, <laughs> eating whatever you want, drinking whatever you want. Um, no, that's only going to get you so far in terms of progress, unless you have a lot of weight to lose. But a lot of the times it's not going to, um, you know, serve you well. Now, it's also important to remember just how much you need to eat to gain one kilo of body fat. So we need to be having 7,700 calories above our maintenance calories to gain one kilo of body fat. So just say you eat 2,000 calories a day and that is your calorie deficit because it, for you to maintain your weight, it's 2,500 calories. So you need to be having 7,700 calories on top of 2,500 calories, which works out to be think 10,000 and something calories <laughs> over a given weekend. Okay. So what that would look like is just say over Saturday, Sunday, you decided to go on an absolute bender with food and eat whatever, drink whatever. So to gain one kilo of body fat, so each day, Saturday, Sunday, 2,500, that's 5,000 calories for Saturday and Sunday. And then you need to eat 7,700 calories on top of that for the whole weekend to gain one kilo of body fat. So it is quite a lot of food to um, be consuming to gain one kilo of body fat. So it is important to remember just how much you need to eat to be able to gain that much weight. And if that is realistic and possible for you to even do in a given weekend because probably not that is a heck of a lot of food to be consuming the reason I share this is because I hear so often people say oh, I went out for dinner and I gained a kilo overnight like I woke up and I was like a kilo heavy like how is that even possible I don't understand how that happened I barely ate any food a lot of the times you didn't eat that 7,700 calories of food to gain a kilo of body fat. A lot of the time it's water weight, 
it's um, most actually it is mostly just water weight <laughs> from eating more food than usual. You might have had more salt in your diet than you usually have, and this contributes to added water weight. You might have had more carbohydrates in your diet, which also contributes to added water weight because every gram of carbs we consume, we hold on to three grams of water. Nothing wrong with this at all. It's, carbs are super important. So it's important to not eliminate carbs because you're scared of just the scale going up. You need carbohydrates and a part of that is water weight, which is why you'd see in the first week you drop weight really quickly because you've most likely adjusted your carbohydrate intake to what is an adequate amount for you. And that's why the water weight comes down quite quickly. And then the fat loss happens after that. All right, let's get into the nitty gritty of actually going out for meals and what that looks like. So we should be planning what we're having out for dinner, what we're going to be consuming prior to actually getting to dinner. Okay, you don't want to be, you know, winging it and you don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're getting. And then you get there because once you get there, you're going to stress out and then you're going to start thinking about, oh, my calorie intake. Oh, what am I going to eat? What's going to ruin my progress? What's going to be okay to have? So don't get to that point. Don't let yourself get there because that just adds stress to your dining out experience. And you're not going to be fully present with whoever you're with. You're not going to be fully engaging in conversation because all you'll be thinking about is, am I going to ruin my progress? So don't do that to yourself. Know where you're going ahead of time. And if you don't know where you're going with a particular person, just plan it. Just figure out where you're going to go and plan it ahead of time if possible. Check the menu, know what's on there so that when you get there, you know what you're ordering. Makes life so much easier than trying to figure out what you're going to get once you get there. I've tried doing that. I've tried going out for dinners and just being like, I'm not going to check the menu. I'm going to be really chill about it. I'm just going to pick something once I get there. It never works for me. Like all I end up thinking is, oh, I don't know what I want. I don't have enough time to look at the menu and really think about what I want and everything. So I always recommend just to plan before you get there. Now, so you know where you're going for dinner. You should know what time you're going to be eating at. Literally plan out the entire night. Okay, I'm going to be getting there at seven o'clock for dinner. Let's just say by 7.45, I should be eating. Okay, go backwards from that. So when should your last meal be then? Okay. So if you're going to be eating around 7.45, I would probably push out your lunch dinner a little bit further. So maybe to about two-ish, have your lunch and then have a snack right before you leave. Now, this is super important because no one makes good choices when they are hungry. So have something small prior to going out for dinner. What I would sometimes do is have like a Greek yogurt in the car on the way to dinner because I know if I get there and I haven't eaten, I am starving. I get really hungry throughout the day if I don't eat enough food. Like it's quite, it's a bit of a problem for me, but I always make sure I'm not going to be super hungry once I get there because I know I'm just going to be like, I want the chips, I want the bread and the dips and I want the tacos and I want everything because I'm so hungry. And then you order it and you start eating and then you're like, oh my God, I'm so full. I can't be, I'm so stuffed. I feel uncomfortable. So you don't want to get to that position either. Okay, so you've planned out your, what you're going to have before and you're going to go and have a snack prior to getting to dinner. So I have it on the way to dinner, so I'm not getting there super hungry. Great options, Greek yogurt, cheese stringers, muesli bar, piece of fruit, whatever you feel like you need, have that before you get there, okay? Now, once you get there and you're picking out your meal, think about 
your hunger levels at that time. Because if you are getting to dinner and you aren't that hungry, maybe what you originally planned to have for dinner is not the best choice for you. Have a look at the entree section. See what there is for dinner there. Because if you're worried about spending money and then not consuming the food that you eat, it can be really hard for you to justify whether you should finish your meal and not waste money or listening to your fullness cues and stopping when you're about eight to nine out of 10 fullness, which I'll go through in a moment. Okay. So obviously dining out for meals can get expensive, right? Like it's pretty much like 50 bucks every time you go out for a meal and get drinks and whatever. And I understand people, you know, it's a stretch for them to go out for a meal and you don't want to be wasting your money. Okay. So Pick something that best reflects your hunger levels. It's okay not to order a main meal if you don't want a main meal. It's okay just to order like the side of calamari and a side salad if that's what you want. You don't have to get the parma and the chips or the burger and chips or the pasta or whatever it is if that's not what you feel like and it's not what's going to serve you best in that moment. So pick an an option that best suits your fullness and hunger cues. Now, if for some reason you had a snack beforehand and you were still so hungry at dinner time, don't go ordering an entree because it's not going to fill you up. You're still going to be hungry. You're still going to be looking for more food. You might order more food or you might go get dessert afterwards because you're still looking for more food. So pick something that reflects how you're feeling in that time. Another tip for picking options off the menu is to look at the options that there are, obviously. See what meals have some protein in it because protein is going to keep you full of longer. Also, if it has some vegetables in it, that's awesome. I would definitely recommend having something with vegetables in it because the fiber in the vegetables is also going to keep you full for longer as well. Now, depending on my client and how much weight they have to lose and where they are on their journey depends on what I recommend. So if you are, you know, looking at your last five kilos or the last 10 kilos, I would definitely opt for that option of, protein veggies in your meal because once we're getting to lesser amount of weight we have to lose the harder it gets and the more stricter we need to be on our calorie intake to make sure we see the results that we're after whereas if you're starting out on your weight loss journey you have more than 10 kilos to lose you can probably get away with just picking whatever you want off the menu and just going out for a meal once a week so that will be fine pretty much what i tell my clients is if you're going out for just one meal a a week that's okay I wouldn't stress too much about what you order unless you've got like really few kgs to lose whereas if you're going out a few times a week for a meal that's when I'd recommend you pick a good option off the menu because at the end of the week or end of the day all you'll be thinking about is have I ruined progress and will you see progress over this coming week and obviously you want to be seeing progress every single week so I would recommend avoiding disappointment and picking a good option off the menu, picking something that's worth it to you. So this is a tip I kind of give my clients if they are going out for a few meals on the weekend or during the week. It's pick the meal, pick the the experience that is worth it to you to order whatever you like at. So for example, if you have <laughs> this is gonna sound horrible, but <laughs> if you have, I don't know, your dinner with your grandparents and your whole family and whatever you're like oh I just want to eat something healthy on this meal just picks a really good option off the menu but if you're going out with friends for a friend's birthday dinner um and that's a meal you want to treat yourself to 
then order whatever you want, get a drink, whatever. But then pick what, what meal and what outing is worth it to you to eat well at and to be a bit more flexible with. Because you can't just go out every, I don't know, second night or a few times in the week, pick whatever you want, live your, you know, pick whatever you want, live your best life and enjoy it. And then expect to also see results every single week. You can't have both worlds. That's not the saying, is it? You can't have the best of both worlds because that's, yeah, it's unrealistic. And yeah, like you can go out for meals and still eat what you like, but at the same time, you've got to be realistic with your goals too. So just to recap on that tip, it's pick the dining out experience that is worth it to you to enjoy and then pick the dining out experience that is, you know, oh, I could pick the better option here. I'm just going to, I'm going to eat well tonight. I don't want to ruin my progress. And then once you know that, then pick with the, with the meal that you want to eat well at, what meal is going to best serve you there? Got some protein, got some vegetables on your plate and you should be fine. Okay. With alcohol, with this, this is super hard to sort of balance out. I understand. I would recommend driving to wherever you're going. Don't catch the Uber. When you get the Uber, you can easily have a couple of cocktails and not, and think, oh, I'm not driving. I can have one more. But if your car is with you, you need to get your car home. So it could be a good way to not drink as much as well. So that could be another tip. My low calorie drink options are wine, um, a vodka or any spirit really with diet soft drink or soda water is a great option too. The lowest calorie wine is champagne. Seems like the one that gets you the most drunk at the same time. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> champagne is a very low calorie option. It's only like 80 calories a glass, which is great compared to a red or a white wine is about 120 calories. A beer, depending on the type of beer you've got, you can get somewhere under 150 calories. So you will have to look up beers and their calorie intake. So you know what would be a better option for you if you're a beer drinker. Otherwise, spirits are great with a diet soft drink or soda water. All right, so that's pretty much picking good options off the menu. Now we're going to talk about the mindful eating aspect of dining out. So once you're at the restaurant and you're, you know, with your friends and family and you're eating and enjoying your meal, it can be really hard to focus on your fullness cues because you're in the middle of conversation, you're having fun. However, I don't want you to get to the point where you're eating and eating and then all of a sudden you finish your meal and then you're like, oh my God, I am so full. I think I'm going to vomit because you've just not been focusing on your fullness cues. And I understand because it's hard when you're in the middle of conversation, you just sort of keep going until your plate's empty. Remember, we don't want to be part of the clean plate club. We don't need to be a part of the clean plate club if we don't need to. Okay, so whilst you're out for dinner, really check in with yourself maybe every few mouthfuls on how you're feeling. So think about, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how am I feeling? I feel like I am a five out of 10. So, you know, I could still eat more until I'm full, but I'm not hungry anymore. So maybe have a few more mouthfuls, then see how you're feeling. Once you get to about a seven to eight out of 10, which is pretty much like, okay, I'm full, but I'm not stuffed. I'm comfortable. This is going to get me through into my next meal, which is most likely breakfast the next day. Think about it that way. What's going to get me through to my next meal? When you're at seven out of eight out of 10, put your fork down, put your knife down and stop eating. You don't need to eat more. Remember trying to finish your plate, even though you're already full is still wasting food. Okay. You're still wasting it regardless if you eat it or not, because you didn't need to have it in the first place. 
Okay. Um, so that's my next tip is to be really focused on how you're feeling throughout the meal. I did have a client once and I worked, we worked together on a couple's program. So her and her partner, and usually when they'd go out for a meal, it's, um, actually like, I'm sorry, this is such a sidetrack, but for those that grew up in like the Wyndham area of Victoria, do you remember faster pasta at, um, Hogan's corner? This is very niche. I know, but if you remember this, this is where I'm going with this. So this couple lives in Adelaide and they told me they went to Faster Pasta restaurant. I'm like, oh my God, I remember Faster Pasta, but they don't have it anymore in Victoria that I know of anyway. Anyway, super sidetracked. But yeah, they went out to Faster Pasta, Faster Pasta and they got pasta, obviously. And in their meal out, they were both talking to each other about how they're feeling on a scale of one to 10. So they can both together indicate when they're feeling slightly full and then when to stop eating from there. So that's what I'd like you to do when you go out for dinner. When you're feeling seven to eight out of 10, stop eating. Okay. An example of this is, I think it was two weekends ago, we went out for Indian food in Torquay and I was not hungry at all for this meal. Like there was no, I was not hungry whatsoever. And I was even contemplating going at all just because I wasn't hungry. Anyway, I went and I just thought, okay, I'm just going to order a main meal and um, some naan so that I can have a little bit and then I'm just going to save it for lunch the next day. Even those few mouthfuls that I did have, I felt so sick afterwards, not because of the food at all. It was just because I was already full and then I sort of ate past fullness. And it was very frustrating for me because... I actually felt like I was going to vomit afterwards because I just had eaten past my fullness cues. So looking back on that situation, what I would do next time is I would probably just order the and a really small entree, something really tiny that I can just pick at and have. Because ordering a main meal, even though I had the intention of just having it for, ta- for lunch the next day, I was still picking at it because it was in front of me. And then I just ended up just overeating and it wasn't a good experience feeling that way afterwards and I want to prevent that from happening too because I've clearly eaten more than what my body needs and it's not a good feeling and when you've done that you know that you know oh, I could have done better I could have eaten better and then you end up more annoyed at yourself so yes where was I going with that that I suppose it goes back to just picking meals that best reflect your fullness cues and your hunger cues because if you get that right the rest of it sort of takes care of itself another part of the mindful eating practices while dining out is to really make sure we are chewing our food properly don't just be shoveling food down rushing through your meal take your time with it because this is going to be really good to be able to um, feel when you're feeling full as well because if you're wolfing your food down scoffing down mouthful by mouthful you are going to finish your plate because you're not going to give your body enough time to let you know that it's full And it needs about 20 minutes to actually realize it's full. So take your time with your meal, chew it properly, put your fork down between mouthfuls, have a drink of water, take your time with the meal. There is no rush to finish your food. It's not going anywhere. It's still going to be in front of you. So take your time with it. So that way you know when you're feeling full and then you can stop eating. Because if you are shoveling it down, all of a sudden your plate's finished and you are like, oh my God, I'm so full. I feel sick. Don't want to get to that point. Okay. So chew your food properly. You can practice chewing your food properly at home before you go out for dinners, I guess. You can look at chewing about 30 times per mouthful. 
see how you go with that. Just to start building those habits of chewing your food properly. Okay. Even when you're at home and having dinner, put your fork down between meals and have a sip of water in between mouthfuls if you need to, just to get, get into the habit of eating slower. Remember, there's no rush with eating food. It's not going anywhere. Now, just say you had a complete write-off of a night. You went in with the best intentions possible and something happened, whatever happened, and you ate worse than what you expected to do and you know you ate too much food. There is some things you can do the next day and I am always very iffy about giving these recommendations because they can encourage disordered eating behaviors if they aren't followed correctly. So if you are one to have disordered eating habits, these uh, recommendations I give, I give with an asterisk because sometimes they can work really well and sometimes they don't. Now, that's my little warning for that. But if you have gone out for a meal, you've had a shocking night and you know you've ruined progress for that weekend because you ate too much or whatever happened, you drank too much, this is what you can do the next day. When you wake up in the morning, think about how you're feeling. If you are not hungry, just skip breakfast. Now, maybe you're not hungry until lunchtime, then you can start eating at lunchtime. On this day, I wouldn't recommend trying to hit your calorie targets. I just recommend just skipping a meal altogether if you find found you eat too much. You ate too much, and this can be a way to sort of balance out your calories over the weekend. Now, if you wake up and you are starving, I definitely do not recommend doing this because you were just going to ruin the next day because you've skipped a meal now. So even if you had a big night, you ate way too much, drank way too much, and you still wake up really hungry, still eat breakfast. But if you find you are quite full, you find your your digestion's a bit sluggish at the moment, you can probably wait until lunchtime to have your first meal. So really take it with a grain of salt, this um, recommendation and decide on the next day how you're feeling. Because if you did overeat and you did have too much, this is the perfect way to sort of balance out the calories a little bit more. However, I do want to make sure that you're not starving and then skipping meals because I am not a fan of intermittent fasting. I suppose this type of intermittent fasting, but it's just skipping a meal. That's what it is. It's not something I'd usually recommend. Okay, so that's a recommendation for the next day. Now, I would also recommend in general just being, what's the word I can use? Um, realistic is the word I'll use, realistic with your expectations for progress. So if you've gone out for dinner, it's Friday, Saturday night, and then Monday comes around or Sunday comes around and that's your check-in day, it's probably not the best day to do your check-ins, hey, because you're going to be holding on to a lot more salt, a lot more carbohydrates and water weight on this day. And it's going to show on the scales And you may have made progress that week, but because of the day that you chose to weigh in or check progress, it's not going to show the progress that you thought you had. So I always recommend to my clients that if they've gone out for a meal, do not weigh yourself the next day. Just don't hop on the scales. You're going to feel defeated. Your your weight, most likely, 99% of times is going to go up. Now, I would never weigh myself after going out for a meal because I know it's going to show poorly on the scales and it's not going to be a true indication of progress I've made. 
So don't weigh yourself the next day. Give it a few days of getting your eating habits back into routine. Wait for that water weight to come down and then weigh yourself, okay? Because I don't want you feeling defeated or that progress is, isn't being made or you've ruined progress because you've just weighed yourself on the wrong day. And I see this with many coaches that do check-ins on a Monday or on a Sunday that they need to check in with their clients how progress is being made. And although if you do it the same day each week, that would be okay. But if you're if you're going out for dinner on a Saturday and then you're weighing yourself on Sunday, you're probably not going to see progress and it's going to be really defeated. Your coach is going to think you've not made progress when in reality is you have. It's just you've picked the wrong day to weigh in for yourself. So I always tell my clients, if we have our call just say on a Wednesday, but Tuesday or Monday night you went out for dinner, don't weigh yourself on the Wednesday just skip that week and we'll do it the next week okay so that is one realistic tip I have is when you are tracking progress be realistic with the day you're going to check your progress on my other realistic advice I would give is be honest with yourself with what is worth it to you because sometimes I have clients that want to see weight loss results but they don't want to give up dining out for meals, ordering what they want, ordering what drinks they want and going as much as they want throughout the week. It does come to a point in your weight loss journey where things are going to slow down and sometimes you will need to be a little bit more tighter on what you're purchasing from the restaurants and what drinks you're having from the restaurants too, just so that you can continue seeing results. Sometimes I see clients going out for cocktails quite often on the weekends and ordering whatever they want and whatnot and then complain that their weight loss is sort of not progressing. I'm not saying you have to stop going out for meals, but you, at some point you do need to start ordering those better options that I mentioned before and cutting down on alcohol that you're having as well and picking lower calorie, cal- um, lower calorie alcoholic options too. Okay, so that's my other recommendation for that. When I work with clients, obviously dining out is just a part of people's lives and going out for meals are a part of people's lives. When they work with me, I always recommend them send me the menu of where they're going so I can help them pick something so that they get a better understanding of what to look for on menus. I mean, I can go through every single cuisine and what's best for every single cuisine, but we'll be here all day. And it's sometimes hard to pick an option and know what's best for you unless you know calories in every single ingredients unfortunately that's what I know (laughs) when I say unfortunately it's because I literally can I know every single calorie and every single food in the bloody supermarket because that's what I do for a living I literally count calories for my clients and work out calorie intakes for clients so I know the calories in every single food now because of that when I see a menu I can roughly estimate what I think the calorie intake would be Sometimes I'm like to my client, you're better off getting the pizza over the salad because of what's on the pizza and what's in the salad. And I know it sounds crazy. I'm like, sometimes it's a better option calorie wise. Sometimes it isn't, but something I sort of look at and then I understand, okay, it's got these ingredients going to have this much calories. And then I add on a few more calories for butters and oils and all that stuff as well. That's when I sort of know what calories would be in what sounds like that's awesome that I would know that, but it <laughs> it is good for my clients. It's not good for me though. <laughs> that's just a part of my job. But anyway, 
sometimes picking the option that looks the best can also not be the best option. So it's important to know that too. And it's important to know that you will never know exactly what's in your food unless it has the calorie intake on there. Even if it has a calorie intake, that's just an estimate roughly because each time it's it's not like it's made in a factory where each time it's made, it's made exactly the same. When it's made in a restaurant, they might put more soy sauce in one day or less oil in one and it's going to change the calorie intake. So yes, that's important to know too. Anyway, I hope you found this episode helpful with going out for meals. I think if I was to give away my key takeaways, I would say firstly, don't fear going out for meals. Know how to work it into your weekend. Know what you're going to get when you get there. Know what's going to be a good option. Pick something with some protein and veggies in it. Don't get there hungry. Have a snack beforehand. Don't stress out if you're your weight goes up the next day. I just recommend not weighing yourself and know how much food you need to eat to gain one kilo of body fat. It's a bloody lot of food. So don't think by having a few tacos and a marg on the weekend is going to make you gain a kilo because it's not. Okay. Um, Please don't be too hard on yourself with it and don't stress out about going out for meals too much. It can fit in. You just need to know how to do it. Remember, if you're going out for just one meal a week, honestly, it's not going to be a huge deal. It's more so when you're going out for a couple of meals a week, that's when I'll be like, "Mm, time to tighten up a little bit more on what you're having when you're going out. I am a huge fan of going out for dinners. I go out every single weekend, sometimes twice a weekend, I will go out for a meal and I love it. And I know how to make it all balance and fit in. I'm very particular on the days that I'm going out what I do have the day before and the day after just so I know I'm balancing out my calorie intake right and that's what I encourage clients to do too because at the end of the day if you're wanting progress you need to do what it takes to get progress and behind that progress is those healthy eating behaviors or sustainable approach and including and sustainable approach is actually going out for meals knowing how to balance it into your calories so that is my takeaway for the end of the episode I really hope you found this helpful um, and knowing how to sort of incorporate this into your lifestyle because it is part of your lifestyle. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it to your socials. Let other people know it's a great episode if you liked it. Tag me in it so I know you've seen it. If you have any questions on this, please send me a DM on Instagram, nutrition underscore by Samantha. So I can answer your questions there. My DMs are always open to any questions that people have. Um, I would love if you can rate and review this podcast as well. You can do it on iTunes. You can do it on Spotify as well. That would mean so much to me. And I do have a new program coming out soon. I haven't launched it on my Instagram or my Facebook yet. It is very much in the works and about to be released. However, I will only be taking on a few clients with this one, especially coming into my busy season, which is definitely January, February. So if you want to know more about this program, let me know. It's definitely catered towards those that have weight loss goals they want to achieve. They struggle with binge and emotional eating. They struggle with mindful eating and self-sabotaging behavior. This will cover all of that. It's a really intensive five-month transformational program, which I know is going to be so helpful and so beneficial for clients that really just want to transform their lifestyle and really want to see the results that they're after, but more importantly, focus on the behaviors behind these results that are going to get them there because this program is going to be awesome. So if you have any questions about this 
prior to me launching it, you can send me a DM. All right. Have a lovely, lovely weekend and I shall chat to you next week. Bye bye.